So this is Professor Scott Greer, and now I'm going to have a conversation with Michelle Falkenbach, the GSI for HMP 615 this autumn. Michelle, it's good to be talking to you. Where yeah. am I talking to you from? Yes, hi, Scott. Um, this is indeed Michelle, and I am sitting in my home office in Vienna, Austria, not to be confused with Australia. <laughs> there are no kangaroos here in Austria. <laughs> Significantly better early 20th century art. There you go. So tell me a bit about how you happen to have, have a home office in Austria while you're teaching at the University of Michigan. Where, where did you grow up? What brought you here? Well, that's a good question, Scott. That's actually one I get quite often. Um, so I, I am a California native. I was born in Los Angeles. And I uh, spent the first two years of my life actually in Austria because my mother is Austrian and um, would travel back and forth between Los Angeles and a small little town in the southeastern corner of Austria um, pretty much twice a year. Um, I went to did all my schooling up to high school in Los Angeles. And after that, I went to college in, or university actually, in Vienna, uh, the capital of Austria. And um, from there, I did uh, a little side stint uh, of schooling in Geneva. And um, after that, I ended up working for a while in um, jobs unrelated to health. So I um, studied actually management and psychology. And... Um, worked in online marketing and management, and then I worked in film production, uh, all of this in Europe. And after some time, I decided it would be perhaps a good idea to get a master's degree, and I enrolled in a program in Innsbruck, Austria. That's where the skiing is very good. So if you want to go <laughs> skiing, go there. Um, and I did my master's in international health and social management, and that's where I met Scott. And shortly after my graduation, I came to Michigan and started the PhD program at the University of Michigan and um, fulfilled the requirements, um, the initial requirements of the PhD program, meaning the classes, mandatory classes and the exams. And then I uh, started doing my research here in Austria. And what's your research about? Well, I am currently looking at um, the populist radical right parties, specifically those in Austria and Italy. And I'm looking into what impact they have on health and health politics, which is quite interesting, especially now in the times of Corona. Populist radical right. Is that a category you find outside Austria and Italy? It is. It's um, something that you can even find in the United States, um, not in the form of a party, but in the form of a Donald Trump. And also in Brazil, Jair um, Bolsonaro um, is, belongs to a similar category or the category of populist radical right. And also the Philippines, France, I mean, pretty much every uh, country has some shape or form of uh, a populist radical right leader or party. So I'm sure it's a lovely home office, but you're cooped up in Vienna. 
thinking about, in some cases, literal Nazis and literal fascists in the times of COVID-19. How do you keep your stress levels under control? That's a good question. (laughs) And nicely phrased. Um, I prefer actually to do yoga. And it's not just any yoga. And I know it often sounds cliche when somebody says de-stress and yoga. Um, This is a a specific YouTube channel um, named Yoga with Adrienne. And she not only provides like really good (laughs) yoga. I'm serious. The yoga is very, very good. But she's also really funny and friendly. And it's like, you know, the girl next door kind of thing. And um, she has an adorable dog that sometimes walks on sets. And she really does yoga in a different way. And it makes it really approachable for anybody. Because at the beginning, I was kind of like, yoga, uh, this stupid stretching. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's not my thing. But then I really, I tried her out. And it, it really calms me down. And it makes me laugh. And that's another thing that that I found um, helps to de-stress is is watching a comedy or reading a funny book. Um, Everybody knows probably that the Confessions of a Teenage Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsella. Um, (laughs) And that's another it's another super cliche book that's that's just like, oh, God, I don't want to read that. That's stupid funny. But it's really well written and it's hilarious. I've never laughed out loud so many times while reading and she has a great series it's like seven different books um <laughs> i highly recommend it really i do it, it'll make you laugh and it's a good it's a good way to get your mind off things so yeah scott those are those are my my key things that i do i started laughing partly because i listened to the friday night comedy podcast of the bbc from britain and it's become a standing joke that the whole population is doing yoga with adrian <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> So that's multiple endorsements. She's amazing. And apparently, in addition to doing the yoga and reading the Shopaholics novels, and I I feel like I should add that my go-to is actually formulaic mystery novels. You know, if if the plot involves creativity, that's not what I want it for. I get enough creativity. Um, You appear to bake, or at least you have enigmatic ability to make banana bread without eggs. So I think baking, like me and baking, is perhaps a little bit of a overstatement but I do make the banana bread and and I'm not such a big fan of handling eggs so I figured out a way uh, with the help of the internet to make a fairly decent loaf of banana bread without (laughs) using eggs and the way I did this is um, because the eggs are sort of like the binding material so you need to find something that binds without using eggs and um, and that's kind of healthy, you know, that would be great. So what I used was agave syrup. So instead Ooh. of eggs, I use agave syrup and maybe a pinch of um, some sort of a rice, rice milk or soy milk or, or some sort of a milk. Um, and that works just perfectly fine. So you, you use all the regular ingredients, the butter, um, the, the flour, the brown sugar, whatever sugar type you want to use. But instead of the eggs, you put in an extra heaping of agave um, syrup. And um, and they always say, what always bothered me about those recipes is that they say you need to find ripe bananas. So it's not really true. You don't need to find ripe bananas. You can use any banana. The point is that you need to get it mushed. 
the banana needs to get mushed and you can use one of those, you know, hand blenders to, to mush even a non-ripe banana. So don't let yourself get, you know, put off by that. So There's an air of intentionality about your banana bread. I make banana bread when I have about six bananas and they're about to go off. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, that, that's exactly, that's what most people do. But sometimes I really, you know, really want to make banana bread and don't want to wait for the bananas to ripen. <laughs> So I found ways around this. Perfect. Well, I don't know if we're really entertaining or taxing the patience of our students, but I think you can draw a lot of lessons about what kind of a person you're going to be working with this semester. Uh, excellent, might I add. So, um, Michelle, any parting shot before we see each other next week, actually, in instructions, in seminar? No, I hope, um, I, I look forward to meeting you all, and I hope we have a great semester. All right, and I do too, and thanks, Michelle, for sparing us the time from museum going and all the other things you can do in Austria because they have the virus under control. <laughs> I didn't even want to go there, Scott, didn't even want to go there. Uh, it, it, I, I'm a comparativist, right, and every other country I study is doing better than the United States, worth noting. You, well, you haven't been studying Brazil. No, I have a collaborator to do that. Yeah, she makes me feel better. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Michelle, and I'll see you next week. Thank you, and see you. Bye. This has been a podcast from the Health Management and Policy Governance Lab at the University of Michigan. If you're interested in our research, you can find more podcasts and blog posts at our website, www.hmpgovernancelab.org. And follow us on Twitter at HMPGovLab. <laughs>